My guest today is making her fourth return appearance on the show. So that means she's a Hall of Famer. She's an all-star. She is Fiona Downey. Fiona, how are you today? Good, thank you. How are you? I am doing well. And what movie are we talking about today? We're talking about That Thing You Do. Yes, from 1996, uh, Tom Hanks' directorial debut. Starring yeah. Tom Everett Scott, Liv Tyler, uh, Jonathan Hanks Skage. Yeah, yeah uh, Tom Hanks is kind of in it a little bit, part yeah, time. Uh, Charlize Theron, which I completely forgot about. Yeah, I think this yeah. is her first like Hollywood yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, important to note, I think, because part of the reason I think why I saw it originally, Ethan Embry. Oh, right, and- Ethan Embry, yep. And Steve Zahn, yeah, who is Steve Zahn's amazing. Steve Zahn is like he has the Midas touch, I reckon. Anyway. He really does. Steve Zahn yeah. is great. He just he fits almost every role he gets cast in. Yeah. <laughs> he really does. Yeah, he, he and he also he, it's a, he kind of plays the same character every time, but but then yeah. doesn't at all. Like yeah. it's he's a he's a treasure. Mm-hmm. He really is. I agree. And a strange. Uh, fact about him he is actually really good friends with christian bale who i would not picture the two of them being friends oh <laughs> yeah no but i yeah. also don't picture christian bale having friends uh, that's true i don't picture christian bale doing anything <laughs> yeah exactly of, like, when he's making movies <laughs> that's what i mean like i believe yeah. that he has friends but yeah as a concept it's not really something that i would <laughs> you know picture him hanging out at a barbecue or whatever right yeah, yeah exactly so <laughs> this movie is the story of a of a band in the, I think it's, they start playing in the late 1950s and they get famous in the early 60s, I believe, is the timeline there. But um, it's, I hadn't seen it since, oh my gosh, when you when you uh, recommended it for the movie we're going to talk about, I remembered, I hadn't seen it since maybe the mid-2000s. And before mm-hmm. that, I'd only seen it once. And so sat down and watched it. And I was really I was really pleasantly surprised. Not that I remember it being like a bad movie or anything like that, but it's just, it's such a charming little movie. And it's not like, and I don't mean this as like an insult to the movie, but it's like, it's really low stakes. Like it's not overly dramatic. It's it's like a band comes and they get their one hit wonder and they break up, but it's not like they break up because of drugs and alcohol or anything. They just break up and that's the movie and it's just kind of nice it's a nice little charming movie (laughs) yeah and there's no like uh you know there's there's a romantic ending but right right there's there's no kind of romantic arc throughout like Mm -hmm. that's that's pretty low-key as well um yeah and it is you're right it's very low stakes but i I, that also i think is what kind of makes it quite nice is that oh no yeah it's intended to be that sort of rep- well, the representation of the one hit wonder, what right. happened to them, that concept. And 
that yeah that that's kind of the game is that you might be successful but then things just fade away things yeah. just <laughs> fall apart too yeah. bad you know yeah yeah exactly cool. and i and i think it's like i think it uh, it's it's rare that you know most movies nowadays like when you watch a movie that's like made now it's like yeah they they do have to they have to either have some sort of like subtext they have to yep. have some sort of like commentary or mm. they just they have to be heavy in some way and it's rare that you will watch a movie now that is like this or it's just like it's just a story it's just a nice little story about this, this yeah. guy's in a band. <laughs> that's a really good point and i and i think and i think maybe that's part of why it's pretty like not very successful because there isn't a lot to it and mm-hmm. also because i mean my understanding is that Tom Hanks just sort of wanted to know or or, or talk about the, the, this concept of what mm-hmm. happens to bands yeah. or what happened to bands yeah. of that of that caliber. And I guess when you're Tom Hanks, you can make that happen. But maybe <laughs> if you true. weren't, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. He was coming off of uh, Forrest Gump, so he probably had a creative mm. license to do something that he wanted to do. <laughs> So, Which yeah. is quite cute because it's like uh, Playtone is the record, the, prote- right. the fake record company in right. record label in the movie, but it's also pl- that's his production company yeah. as well yeah. in real life. So yeah. I like I like that little uh, that little uh, nod there. It's very and cute. I do like the name Playtone. It sounds mm. perfectly like a 1960s record label, <laughs> Playtone yes. Records. It really does. Yeah. He did a great job with that. So. Our story is Tom Everett Scott, I would say, is is like the audience surrogate. Like he's I would say he's the main character. I mean, the other yeah, the other band members get their they get their due. And uh as we noted before, that it's how do you pronounce his last? It was a Jonathan Skate. I say Skate, but yeah, I don't know. He's the lead singer and songwriter. Shesh. Let's say Jonathan Shesh. Jonathan Shesh. <laughs> and so he's the lead singer songwriter then we have steve zahn who's the guitarist and mm-hmm. we have ethan embry who's the bassist and yeah. tom everett scott's the drummer but originally it was uh giovanni rabisi yeah yeah that's breaks right. his arm being a dum-dum and <laughs> yeah. tom everett scott comes in and just and you immediately like realize, oh, so he is the reason that they have this one hit wonder because they wanted yeah. to do that thing you do, or uh, they didn't. Jimmy wanted to do that thing you do slower, and he's like, nope, <laughs> fast. Yeah. This is a pop tune. This is not a ballad. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I want to get this out of the way real quick. Jimmy <laughs> is easily my least favorite character in this movie. Of course, I, I think, yeah. I think he's a massive baby. <laughs> Like he, he yeah. everything he does is is tinged with like wine. <laughs> like he just wants yeah. to wine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like a he's like a combination of bro- his brooding petulance. Really, yes. is yes. It's uh, and like you know, con- like he's he's uh, self important too. Yeah, yeah. And he's he not, sucks he's not to live, Tyler. Like he's he's he terrible, does. terrible boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, he he really is. He's. Uh, yeah, he's horrible actually, and it's quite shocking. I think they're like the end of their relationship and how the demise. It's very, because because up until then, it's kind of it's like their relationship seems very neutral. Mm. It's just it just is, and then yeah. all of a sudden, he's just an absolute monster. Yeah, and she's she's awesome actually. The way that she, 
Yeah. The way that that plays out. Exactly. And because of something she didn't even do, he just assumes that she did this. Yeah. Yeah. But it's I love the way that. she says it when she's like, shame on me for kissing you with my eyes closed so tight. I just yeah. think that's so, such a beautiful line. It's, I, her whole little monologue there is really yeah. good. It's really well played because she doesn't like look away from him and, it, and she mm. probably blinks, but it feels like she doesn't blink the whole that's time really she's delivering that monologue to him. And it's like, and Liv Tyler has just such an interesting face anyway. It's like, mm. it, it, you can very much tell she is Steven Tyler's daughter, but. A lot more attractive than Stephen Tyler. <laughs> uh, yes, <laughs> incredibly <laughs> leaps and bounds, and yes. also she looks she looks like she's a smoke show in this film. In excuse me, every single outfit except for that one. Every outfit <laughs> except for the one that she wears to that <laughs> TV show, she looks amazing. And then they put her in that stupid shiny dress with yeah. the wrap and the big hair, and I just yeah, yeah really pisses me off. But aside from that. She looks great. She's amazing. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, the whole movie, she looks great. And then they try and dress her up and she looks like shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe yeah. this says more about me than, than her, really. That I just, you know, don't, no fancy balls for me. Thank uh, you. Just trackings. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So Tom Everett Scott comes in. He's the drummer and he's just like, I want to play. I want to play fast. And I mean, the song, the song is. The song is super catchy, and it's obvious that it would oh, become yeah. like a. It's obvious that it would become like a 1960s radio massive hit. But I do, <laughs> I do kind of wonder, like, what other type of songs was Jimmy trying to write? Because they had to be terrible. Like the fact <laughs> that he was, the fact that he was just like so intent on like. I need to put, like, we need to record more. We need to, we need record. to get in the studio. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we need to record. When are we recording? Constantly, always. It's like, do you really think that you have, like, better yeah. stuff? Well, I mean, he did go on to be whatever, something, a music oh, concept, right. yes, no, an was. engineer or something. Yeah, I don't know. yeah, so something like that. Maybe he's talented. Yeah. And, and this is a really good point that you raised because I, I mean, the soundtrack to this film, I think it won an award or something as well. It did. But, or yeah. It, yeah. And it's awesome. The whole yeah. thing from go to woe, mm-hmm. it is amazing and so i i still i listen to all my only dreams regularly so that's a ballad yeah (laughs) um um, that he wrote he wrote yeah in in quotation marks and then there's the the song that um steve zahn sings when they're at oh yeah thingy dance with me i think it's called yeah so I don't know, Zach. I think he might be a pretty talented musician, actually. <laughs> okay. All right. But I choose to believe he isn't because he's such a dork in this fucking yeah, movie. Yeah. But I think, I think you're probably fair. right. He, he probably is a talented musician and just got mad because nobody would let him do his musician thing. But yeah. it's just, it's real funny because seeing this, to me, seeing this movie through like the lens of like, you know, now, current days, it's honestly like crazy to think about how hard it must have mm-hmm. been. Cause like now you could, you know, you could record a song and just put it on the internet and you know, yeah. you, you might, somebody might hear it and you might get big or you might not, but this it's like, you know, they had to go to a freaking talent show. <laughs> then they had to ask uh, Tom Everett Scott's 
uncle or cousin or whatever yeah, to record Chris the yeah uncle? which yeah. was funny i forgot it was chris isaac when i saw it <laughs> and so he records it and then they just kind of hand it out at their shows for a dollar yeah and yeah. that's how they get big and it's yeah. just it's funny to think about it through the like the lens of now where it's like you know i could put something on the internet and maybe it'll get big who knows but mm-hmm. also maybe that is why it hit so big because it did seem like you know, the internet is ubiquitous now and there are so many people putting things on the internet all the time. So maybe it wasn't as hard to get discovered back then. Who knows? Yeah, that's a really good question. Because, I mean, I feel like modern music sort of still has this where, like, as you say, like, I discover a lot of new songs just because they're on, like, reels on Instagram or whatever. Oh, yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. Which I think is cool and really Mm -hmm. great. but, But I don't know what, like that, the reality of actual, you know, becoming a paid artist, yeah, whether yeah. it's particularly different from back then in terms of how controlled you are by labels and mm. um, whatever that looks like. So, um, I, I, in a way, I kind of think that, well, the style of or this story of one hit wonders was potentially still quite true until I don't know the last decade maybe yeah no, social I, media I would, really yeah I would agree it. with that completely yeah, yeah. No. that is wow that's real that's an interesting point you when is the last time there was like a true one hit wonder that's a really good point uh, to think I, about I I could I could tell you a couple of I I did Google one hit wonders because. Yeah. I got served one and I, and I, as in like a, a, you know, a reel on Instagram where Mm. someone was talking about this one hit wonder, which I thought was very cool. And so I have two little one hit wonder stories. One is that, um, tub thumping by Chumbawamba. How could I forget tub thumping? That's like the one hit fucking wonder. (laughs) Well, except that, except that it's not in a way like they were they were they were around since the 80s they're like this um anarcho punk mm, band mm-hmm. and then tub thumping is apparently like pretty different to the rest of their stuff because it's basically about getting pissed right um <laughs> but they use the money from tub thumping to uh fund like uh political uh, mm. anarchist organize, uh, activities yeah. and stuff and they would like I think they would you know let a car company use tub thumping in an ad <laughs> but then use the money they made from that car company paying them to to campaign against car companies <laughs> in some way or petrol or, you know whatever so I just thought it was so that was really that was really cool that is um, that's amazing <laughs> And then the other one was uh, Spirit in the Sky. You know the song Spirit in the oh, Sky? Yeah. 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 Which is a great song. Yeah. Um, but that one was written by a guy who was sort of listening to gospel, um, popular gospel, and was like, this is easy. I'm going to write a gospel song. And so wrote Spirit in the Sky <laughs> in 15 minutes. And then um, turns out the guy that wrote the line, you know, I've got a friend in Jesus, was Jewish. So, yeah. uh I just thought that was amazing because yes, it's a great song. It's a very cool song. Like I'm yeah. not religious at all, but I still right. enjoy that song. Right. I also put that song in the same category as Afternoon Delight. Which is right. that, that's, about, I mean, yeah, that's about something different. Yes, it is. But uh, I, I see exactly what you mean by putting yeah. it in that. Yes. I see exactly yeah. what you mean by that. So, yeah. So they, the, and I do love that they, 
I think Tom Hanks was completely correct coming in and changing their the spelling of their name because even oh, yeah. though they wanted even though they wanted to be clever with you know wonders, it's like that is too that's far too easy for people to like, and they did call them the Oneaters. But Oneaters. It, that it's like just it's come on, man, just be the wonders. You, you, it's the 1960s. You're not being you're not like breaking the mold (laughs) this is is like yeah this is just a group of dudes with this one song but i think it's interesting what what i think is most interesting about this movie is like the dynamic of it really because you know you'll watch a lot of or well i do I, i watch a lot of like music biopics and like they always follow like the standard um like the band gets big and then drugs hit <laughs> and yeah. they crash and burn and it's like you it, that's like usually the the story of like music biopics and uh i think uh what was it uh walk hard did a really good parody like mm. satire of movies that do that <laughs> where it's like ridiculous how many of those music movies are like that but this is just like we've said before it's like a pleasant diversion because yes they do break up but it's not because of, I mean, it is kind of a little bit about ego, but it's not mm. at all because of like the usual, just like <laughs> drugs have turned me into a terrible person or I had sex with your girlfriend and, you, you know, and now we're not friends or anything. It's just like they just break up because Jimmy <laughs> wants more songs and um, <laughs> Steve's song just remember. disappears. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, Ethan Embry goes off uh, to be in the military. That's yeah, it. yeah. <laughs> it's a it's a really good point. Yeah, uh, and and what's kind of nice about that is that yeah, Ethan Embry, bass player, joins the Marines, mm-hmm. but he was always going to do that. Like, right, right. It wasn't his plan to do band stuff to be a musician. He was like, you know, just doing it, and then he enlisted. So off he mm-hmm. was going to go, and he was very keen to. Evidently, went to Disneyland with those guys. Um, and Steve Zahn, yeah, he, well, he did what he kind of seems to have done, you know, based on the end bit, you know, he just, he, he went and got married because he's going to mm-hmm. do that again, apparently. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, Skitch, Guy didn't, Guy was just like uh, having a nice time. <laughs> so he didn't care yeah. either way. Yeah. It, and it just, and you know, and then, and then there was, uh, what's her name? What's her name oh. in it? Liv Tyler. Faye. Oh my God. And there was yes, Faye. Faye. Um, Faye. Yeah. And and he's like, cool, okay. And then he kisses her and then they obviously get married and stuff. And then Jimmy goes off and becomes a serious musician. I mean, great. Mm-hmm. Everyone followed their paths. Yeah. La Dida. Like, <laughs> seriously, not, seriously, it's, it's like a, to it. yeah. somebody, yeah. somebody could have popped up and said "la dida," and it, <laughs> it like it would have been so fitting for like the ending of this story. Because as we were saying earlier, it's like it's low stakes, but that doesn't mean it's not. That doesn't mean it's bad. It's just it's like mm. it's just like the snapshot of this band, and then mm. they go their separate ways, and then it, it works as a movie. It works great because. Uh, I think, uh, hold on, let me look at my trivia real quick. Yes, this was Tom Everett Scott's very first movie. Ah, there you so, go. So, yeah. So him, uh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it was his very okay, first cool. movie. And Liv Tyler, I think, was only in those uh, Aerosmith videos. 
No. Surely, I believe Empire Records was before this. Oh, you're right. You're right. Empire Records was one year before this. You're right. Yeah. I forget. Because Ethan Embry was in that as well. Yeah. 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 I, I really like the fact, too, like, I think that there's just really cute little nods throughout the whole film. Um, I think it it's a really lovely representation of, like, it's a real... A beautiful Technicolor representation of a point in in time, mm -hmm. um, like the the appliance store and the comp <laughs> competition between that and Mega Mart or whatever the other one was called, where yeah. Steve's um, dad got his whatever from, and, yeah. <laughs> and then when when Guy joins the band and goes on tour, and then they promote the daughter, and she's like, "Does that mean I'm going to get paid?" And then the dad's like, "No, of course not." Um, and uh, what else, like? Uh, yeah, just kind of these these nice little little snippets of what life was kind of like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which is pretty low low key. I guess that's the thing. That's like uh, everything yeah. about this movie and yeah. life is a little bit less less uh, less hectic. It seems to absolutely. Yeah. yeah, but it's it's really funny because so yeah, so guy joins the band, and I what I do think is also a nice change is I think in a lot of other movies you would see, like, Giovanni Ribisi's character get mad that, like, yes. they, were, they were becoming big without him. But he doesn't. He's, like, yeah, he's yeah. happy. Like, they, he sees yeah. him on that uh, 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 Hollywood showcase. They all sit down yeah. and watch it, and he's happy. And it's, like, this, yeah. is such a, this is such an interesting change from, like, you know, you would see others, like, oh, I was the original drummer. <laughs> like, mm, I should be true. Being famous. But no, he's just like, yeah, I broke my arm, whatever. Good for you guys. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good point, especially because at the talent show, he goes and he's like, guy, what are you doing? Too fast. Mm, yeah. And then that's what actually gets gets them places. But yeah. on that note, too, what really annoys me is <laughs> Guy and his, uh, like, regular phrasing of saying, um, you know, I brought you here because I'm Spartacus. Or when he says, I am Spartacus. Yeah, I'm Spartacus. I'm like, I don't get it. Why do you think, I mean, it's too, he says it too many times for it to be good. Yeah. He says it too much. I'm like, stop it. Get over yourself. You are not whatever that, what, I mean, whoever, who, who played, who played Spartacus? It's uh, uh, Tony Curtis. Yeah. 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 Anyway, I just yeah. it makes me mad. I'm like, no, no, because he seems so humble the rest of the time, and then he's like, oh no, yeah, it's me. Yeah, you know, you're exactly right, and it's, and I'm sorry, I was wrong. It's Kirk Douglas that plays Spartacus. That's Tony it. Curtis. It is Kirk. Tony Curtis is his uh, friend in the movie. Friend. Um, <laughs> so, so they were just housemates. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just, <laughs> just good buds. <laughs> <laughs> and that's really funny. That is really funny. He does say that too. And I think what that would depend on is that's an odd reference because you, you imagine like people watching this, like when it came out in 96, I doubt even that many people are like yes. familiar with the movie Spartacus. Yes. <laughs> like you would, yes. yes, like, and I get in his time frame, like Spartacus had just come out and people would be more familiar with it. But making that mm -hmm. reference for a movie that came out in 1996, people are going to be like, <laughs> okay, uh, Spartacus, yeah. whatever. Like, exactly like you said, they'd be like, yeah. all right, I don't really, 
all right, whatever. <laughs> you've, you've said this too many times and I, it still is not landing <laughs> the way yeah. you think it is. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you keep saying it. Yeah. <laughs> Get it. Yeah. Um, and then because every time he says it as well, I'm like, it's kind of like the weak, the 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 weak version of this is uh, whatever whatever it is. This is Sparta. I am Sparta. Oh yeah, the, yeah. Kicking, this is yeah. Kicking this the guy is into the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The guy into the pit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. It just it, it falls over. It, it really does. It really does. Yeah. It's odd. And it, another funny thing I find it like just really interesting is so they get the um they get the like original kind of like i wouldn't say he's like shady but he's like a little bit you know he works out of his van and he's like the skeezy yeah, yeah. like original manager but he actually is responsible for like getting them places but he also is just like completely oddly fine with it he's like this guy yeah. is more powerful than me he will get your record hurt by a lot of people yeah. This is the end of the road for me. I don't know that many people. See you later. And it's just, it's yeah. so, like, there's so many different things. Like, the, the way things happen to them in this movie is, like, not how you would picture it now. <laughs> because, like, an, an, an agent or manager now would be like, I'm never letting go of my client or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, yeah, but he's just like, this guy's more famous. Uh, he knows more people. Whatever. He'll get you famous. Bye. <laughs> and then he's and also, like... Did, did he get a sign sign up fee? Because I know, right? Yeah, like he, he did made he, did he zero get dollars. Otherwise, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like he, did he, he made get he made he made minus three dollars because he made them some stew in his yeah. uh, in his van yeah, as well. So <laughs> he's lost money. Seriously, uh, yeah, yeah, that's a really good point. And um, but although I do love the fact that he discovered them mm. at the restaurant by the airport, Villa Pianos. <laughs> like I love. <laughs> I love that it's called Filipinos. Yeah. <laughs> Makes me happy. That's really that's really cool. And like, but also that a spaghetti restaurant by the <laughs> airport would be like, you've got to come and play at my restaurant. Like, no, bring fucking, the crowds in. Oh my God, this fucking shitty like little <laughs> just like restaurant by the airport. Yeah. Will you come and play your song that people think? Play your rock music. <laughs> so weird and why was that guy at the talent contest maybe that's where he went to to find someone to entertain yeah. people at the airport restaurant <laughs> we don't have restaurants near the airport in melbourne i can tell you that much we, do they have we have like a couple of fast food restaurants but no like nothing like a yeah. sit down uh, you there's know no like sit down. <laughs> yeah, there's, no, yeah. there's no nice spaghetti restaurants near the airport <laughs> <here>. <laughs> I mean, I wish there were more spaghetti restaurants. I suppose it's just an Italian restaurant, isn't it? But oh, yeah, I probably. want it to be spaghetti specific. Yeah, spaghetti focused restaurant. Guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. People really, come here really for the spaghetti. They, they might try some other stuff, but they come here for the spaghetti. Um, I like when a uh, guy goes to the blue spot and um, Tom Hanks's wife is there. Oh, yeah, Rita Wilson. Yeah. Rita Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. I really like that, um, you know, because she would have been, I don't know, like 40 maybe at the time. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that would be my guess. Yeah. I, I, I just kind of really like the fact that she's playing, you know, a waitress in a jazz club with this uh, like real body 
on a on a oh, yeah. mature woman. I, yeah. I, that that on my recent rewatch was really cool to see um, because also like she's quite a bit older than Guy is my assumption. Mm-hmm. And um, but that's cool. Also, what a dum dum he passed up the opportunity to go home with Rita Wilson to yeah. uh, talk with uh, what's his name. Dale oh, um, yeah, Dale, yeah, Dale Paxton. <laughs> <laughs> and just the I... idea that a jazz pianist is like your your hero. I just I love like how low stakes that is. <laughs> like people are like, my hero is like astronaut or whatever, and he's like, it's a jazz pianist. It's yeah, yeah, hero. yeah. That's so true. <laughs> um, I love that bit when they're on the radio show and. Uh, the guy's like, you know, who who use guys' influences? And I don't know what Jimmy says. And then Guy says, Dale Paxton. And then Ethan Embry, bless him, says the Chantrelines. Um, <laughs> and then and then Steve sounds like Captain Geach and the Shrimp Jack Shooters, which is the band they played. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it so much. And then Tom Hanks just like rolling his eyes uh-huh. in the background. I love that bit so much. It makes yeah, Tom Hanks' character like really seems like, yes, he, he, it seems like he kind of enjoys them being around, but he's mm. also like completely, I, I just like, I don't care all that much. Just like the way he, the way he matter of factly like says it to a guy there at the end of the movie, he's just like, this is the music business. <laughs> yeah. Like, I've seen yep. this 9,000 times. And it's like, you can yeah. hang out here if you want, but this is everything this is, how it is really yeah. everything's really no nonsense and yeah, yeah, not exactly. not aggressive either. No, like not no. not dismissive or condescending. It's just it's just factual. Everything's really quite monotone mm-hmm. in a way, um, which is nice. I think. No, I, don't know. I, I, I guess maybe because it's Tom Hanks, but he's seems <laughs> <Right>. very calming. <laughs> well, it does. It seems like that. Even when like Jimmy is having like a hissy fit, mm. he's like he's literally just talking to him like it's such an even keeled tone, and it's just like yeah. I signed you up for this contract. You'd be in breach of contract, but he's mm. just—he's not saying it angrily. He's not like throwing things. He's just like, "This is what it is." And then they yeah. leave, and he just looks at guy and is like. This happens. See you later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he gets to lay down a track with Dell. Oh, Dell. <laughs> Playing some drums. Um. Uh. Yeah. I, my favorite bit about that is when um Tom Hanks is like, "You will record that thing you do in Spanish, or all <laughs> my only dreams in Spanish." Like uh, that, that bit just makes me laugh because that's such a thing too, especially mm-hmm. back when you would you would have an LP or an EP mm-hmm. single or what have you that the B side would have yeah. some yeah. sort of jingle or like <laughs> Spanish version of it. Yeah. That was a really cool sh- throwback. Because did you ever watch the TV show American Dreams, um, also known as My Generation? I've heard of it. I never watched it. Okay, because that was like because that was about a girl going on an American bandstand. Yeah, right. To right dance. Yeah. Um, it's all about music and what's that guy's name that hosted it? That guy you would know anyway. Him and <laughs> but also going to the record store and going in a little booth and listening to the records. It's yeah, that that kind of real '60s thing about pop music consumption. Was, uh, right. 
Anyway, that's a real tangent about recording all my only dreams in Spanish. Tangents are all what the show is all about. Mm, good, 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 good. <laughs> so, so okay, so we've we've pretty much. I mean, because like we said, this is like the plot is just very just <laughs> bare bones, and we've pretty much motored through like what the movie is. Do you have like do you have like a favorite scene or moment in this movie, or does it all like? come together for you or do you have like one specific moment where you're like yeah i love this movie i mean i i i I like i like this whole movie but there Mm -hmm. are a few standout things um i mean the soundtrack to me is is impeccable right uh like i said from go to woe like that opening song is fantastic the the chantreline song the Mm. the um the um, Mr. Downtown, like mm-hmm. all, all of it, is just um, fantastic, um, and I and I always love a montage, and their mm, montage yeah. is really good because it's like the surf um, m- <laughs> music too. The yeah. like wipe yeah. out, but not that. Um, so that's really cool. <laughs> My uh, and I already mentioned that I love when Liv Tyler is like, "Shame on me for kissing you with my eyes closed so tight." That's just impeccable. Um, but my other favorite. <laughs> Is when they're doing the tour thingy, um, like the county fair tour, and they're oh, being yes, interviewed yeah. by someone. And Steve's on, and the, and the guy asks Steve's on, like, what he's looking forward to about something. And Steve's on, like, oh, I'm not here with these guys. I got a pigging competition down at the livestock pavilion. I'm gonna win that blue ribbon. But she's just it really is. It's fantastic. It's Steve's on in a yeah, nutshell. Steve's on. Yeah. And it's just yeah, it I, I bloody love it. That's yeah, it's so good. I think that's my favorite because I like stupid things. Mm. Yeah, but uh, but that's incredibly funny. It's so funny <laughs> when he just does that. Because he's always kind of doing that. Yeah, yeah exactly. I love that part. And I also, um, I think it's just, I think it's a fun part because it happens a lot in like movies about bands, but in the sixties, I think it would be like a bigger deal. Like when they, when uh, Liv Tyler first hears the song on the radio and then just goes sprinting down the street and then um, (laughs) she sees Ethan Embry and then he (laughs) sprints down the street with her and then, Uh, they get to uh, the uh, um, the store, and <laughs> Tom Everett Scott's there, and so they turn on all the radios, but then they, uh, Steve Zahn and uh, uh, Jimmy pull Jimmy. up, and they just stop in the middle of the road with their <laughs> radio on, and then run yeah. inside and turn their radio up. I think that's just like, that Like that really encapsulates like what it must have been like, you know, around then, to just be like, holy shit, like we are, we're on the fucking radio. <laughs> like, it's yeah, crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, um, uh, uh, that scene too is really good. Like what I was saying before about the sort of the, all those little tiny throwback details, because mm-hmm. she's like, she's listening on a radio with like mm. these really old school headphones. She's she's licking stamps and putting right. them on envelopes and right. putting them in a thingy. And then yeah, they run to the 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 shop, and then he has to uh, you know uh, pull out a cord to plug in, plug in a radio, this giant yeah. radio, and then yeah. like bangs it a little bit to get it going. Yeah. And yeah, there's, uh, yeah. I, and, and even that parking in the middle of the street, hearing it on the radio and like having no way of knowing where everybody was, but yeah, sure, yeah. knowing 
where to go, like how yeah. to find people in an in an online offline <laughs> environment. Yeah, exactly. Um, another thing that I do like too, and I think that this is about a good summation of Jimmy. Um, <laughs> and when he started to move away from everybody else, or from yeah, from everybody else. So when they're at the hotel in the dining room. And um, talking about something about recording. And then he says how he's been talking to Diane Dane and lives like, what? Talking to her? And, and he's like, yeah, you know, Jim, uh, the label's screwing us over. We can't trust the label. Rah, rah. And then he says something about, and he's like, I guess I'm alone in my principles. And then Steve sounds like, oh, there he goes. Off to write his hit song, Alone in My Principles. And I just think that's another great Steve Zahn burn. It is, but it's a fantastic burn because it's on Jimmy. It's a burn on yes, Jimmy. And, all, exactly. and Jimmy deserves all the burns just with his <laughs> stupid fucking, yeah, but that is, that's so fantastic. There he goes. <laughs> <laughs> it almost seems like Steve Zahn's character is like, Steve Zahn's character is like super happy that they're famous, but he's also like still going to treat it like he's, you know, like a dum-dum. He's like going to just say, mm -hmm. still behave like he does. And, you know, go get married in Vegas in the middle of the night and miss the show the next day. And all that. It's just, uh, yeah. yeah, it's, and then the movie, and then like we said, you know, then the movie's just kind of over. Like you said, <laughs> la-di-da. <laughs> it's like, it's perfect. Yeah. It's like, it's like just a part, like la-di-da. Guy and uh, Faye fell in love and they, uh, I think it said they started a music school or something like that. Yeah, or he yeah. teaches at a music school. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, and, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah, because even the um, even the way that like you know she's standing there waiting for car, mm. and he's like, "When was the last time you were well and truly kissed?" And then he kisses her, and it's just kind of like, even that was like mm, we didn't we didn't actually need this. No, we didn't need. We don't need there to be a love story. Like, no, no, you really didn't. They don't need to get together. No, no. They, they had really no get. sexual tension throughout the entire was, film. I mean, there was like, there were maybe, I think there was one scene where yeah. Tom Everett Scott like looks at her, like while <laughs> she isn't looking, like oh, while right. she isn't looking, like when they're practicing in the garage. And it's like, yeah. well, that was it. That was like the only, that was literally the yeah. only thing that like indicated that maybe he was into her. The rest of the time, they just, interacted like friends would yeah because there's a bit of, at villa pianos when when she's like oh girls are talking about you boys in the bathroom mm. and then and then she says something like you know oh, i said saying something about you guy mm -hmm. and he's like get out what they say and she's like i don't know and it's a very cute little bit i see i've seen this movie so many times um but uh like that was just two friends right like yeah they and there was nothing ever, because I mean, no. why would they be anything but friends? But it's like, oh, just because she's single now, that's it. Yeah, it was, it was, it was just such a strange, and I know, and it may just have been like, <laughs> it may just have been an acting choice, but when when he does kiss her, like the kind, the look on her face is not like it just looks like she's not that thrilled. <laughs> She he does it and she's just kind of like <laughs> like then she goes and kisses him more obviously but it, like they're just the initial look on her face and I just like oh. I just thought to myself like what if, like, what if like in real life she was like well I mean that was nice <laughs> and then she just 
goes. <laughs> yeah. She was like, yeah, I mean, you know, I still haven't been properly kissed since whatever yeah. his name was in 10th right. grade or whatever it was. But thanks anyway. Thanks well, for thanks. trying. I mean, that was really See you nice. Back in you're... Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah, that was really nice. And you're a good friend. And I really appreciate yes. it. But. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, that's uh, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> good luck, yeah. good luck out here. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, yeah. you gotta have your gotta have your Hollywood endings, I guess. They gotta get together. I guess you do. That's yeah. the thing. Give give the people what they want, I suppose. I guess, yeah. I guess it was. But see, like you said, I don't think it was a giving people what they wanted because they the no. movie doesn't really like. The movie doesn't, doesn't set it suggest up. that they were, yeah. So I think you're exactly right with that. It's like, as much as uh, you know, I find this movie like incredibly charming and very entertaining and all that. But it's, I think it's like the one misstep that the movie makes. It's just like, well, Tom Everett Scott and Liv Tyler now, and there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We have, we have two, we have two heterosexual people, single, quick, quick action stations. Put them together. <laughs> all right, her- movie's done. Cut. <laughs> Yeah, and her ex boyfriend was a dick, so we gotta, you know, we gotta give her a bit of a what we call a happy ending. It's like, well, she might have been happy just going back to Pittsburgh, you know, whatever. Yeah, but although I guess also I don't know if this is an unfair generalization about that generation is Mm -hmm. that maybe she would have just been like, well, yeah, of course I am meant to get married and such, and this man is right here, and uh, here here we go. True, that if is we a good go point. to wherever, wherever, yeah, because yeah, it was kind of you know, I mean, as much as we like to think that, I mean, socially, you don't, you know, statistically, people, sure. women are not uh, being coupled a lot or as much, but there's still kind of that, you know, that 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 idea socially that oh, of course yeah. you want to find someone, right? And look at this guy right in front of you; he's tall. <laughs> And plays the drums and looks okay in a turtleneck. <laughs> Don't wait. He's, he's got the three things. He's tall. He plays <laughs> drums, and his and his turtleneck game is like a I would say a solid B plus. So you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, because because turtlenecks can't get any higher than a B. So because they're not they're not really that great. They're okay. No, no, no they're not. They're not fantastic, but. Yeah, that's really funny. And yeah, you're right. Like maybe just like in that time period, she's just like, well, you know, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> maybe this. Okay. Yeah. All right, let's go. He kissed me. <laughs> All right, I guess we're getting married. Um, I mean, if it was that simple, I would that that you just have to kiss someone, then that'd be cool. I wouldn't be single. <laughs> Imagine if that's how it worked. You are in front of me. You are of, of height. Done. <laughs> Next thing you also, know, Fiona, Fiona's a seven marriage person. <laughs> <laughs> At least. At um, least. Someone wears a god-awful orange turtleneck or mock neck. That was a real thing of that of fashion during that era. Yeah. And I think that's that's why it can't get past a B plus because it's right. problematic and orange. Gross. It's awful. It's mm. awful. Oh gosh. Well, Fiona, do you have any, uh, blah, 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 final thoughts on this film? I don't think so. No, I had, the I poster. do recommend, 
I do recommend that everybody watches it. It's like if you're just looking for a, a charming movie to watch and you're like, yeah. I don't really feel like something heavy tonight. You know, you're sitting at the house. You're like, I want to watch a movie, but not something heavy. This is perfect. Really. Is. Yeah. And it, and it's also, you know, children could watch it or teens yeah, could watch yeah. it. And there's nothing offensive in it. I mean, Mm-mm. aside from a few turtlenecks. Aside from a few turtlenecks. <laughs> 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 uh yeah aside from that it's uh, yeah. it's, it's wholesome it's very wholesome um yeah. and uh yeah uh yeah there's nothing there's nothing particular yeah there's nothing offensive about this film i don't think aside from spartacus and turtlenecks as discussed that's true yeah. that's true you're right i agree i agree 100 everyone should watch this if you get a chance it's just a nice little just a nice little movie why not yeah Fiona, thank you so much for coming back again to talk to me about another movie. It's uh, been a wonderful chat. And, you know, I hope you come back again in the future because I'm just going to do revolving episodes of this show, I've decided. (laughs) So, yeah. 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 That's cool. Also, because at the start you said I was an all-star because this is my fourth one. Mm -hmm. But then you asked how I was. So I didn't get a chance to say, hey, now I'm an all-star. Um but I'll say it next time. Yes, you will. Yeah, because it'll be your fifth appearance and you will definitely be an all-star. So, (laughs) fantastic. Uh, Fiona, thank you so much. Thank you.